Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harrelsovello Sos on social media, and today is a special So Over 50 podcast. Now grab a cuppa and get ready to be inspired by us. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome back to this special So Over 50 episode on So Organised Style Podcast. So Over 50 intersects with all communities. So Over 50 has just launched the epic challenge called hashtag so 50 sustainable sewing today we're so lucky to have judith staley here on the podcast hi judith how are you hi maria i'm good thank you how are you i'm good it's so lovely to have you back on the podcast again yeah it's been a while i'm here because i'm quite excited about this challenge so it's good to have a chat with you about it yes please what's the challenge and how did it come about so the challenge is hashtag so 50 sustainable sewing. And the idea is to use fabric that's already in the system. And I've been wanting to do something like this for quite a long time. I've been interested in doing this myself for quite a long time and just felt the time was right for now for August. So the idea is to use fabric that, as I said, already in the system. So your own scraps and remnants, somebody else's scraps and remnants, a fabric that you pick up in thrift shops or charity shops. What do you call them in Australia? Op shops. Op shops. Op shop, yeah. Jumble sales, fabric swap tables. Now, we don't get to see those any sewing meetups. At the moment, most people aren't getting to do that. But also there's de-stash that people do online, you know, people who've just got fabric sitting in their stash that they feel they're not going to use. So there's people sell or give that away online, those sort of things, vintage fabric, and also garments that you want to remake, you know, garments that you've made or garments you have in your wardrobe that aren't working for you, that you want to remake. And also those that you pick up in charity shops. So, you know, I have a thing about charity shops. I don't really want to buy things that somebody else might come along and buy and wear in its current state. So, you know, it's quite hard to judge, you know, what to buy from charity shops and whatnot. And also there's been a thing that people buy, think, oh, that's a really large size one. I can make something out of that. But have to remember that there's not a lot of those in charity shops and people of larger sizes want, you know, they, they want to buy stuff from there to wear themselves so don't immediately jump on something like that thinking oh I can make something from it if it's a good garment it's likely to sell as it is to be worn I think it's probably better to leave it on the shelf and buy something that's more worn out or but that's up to individuals and uh, yeah just a thought about that and even fabric I remember Jane Raven Jane Raven she found a pile of clothes next to a bin somewhere about that somebody got rid of and she took them home washed them and made something from them there's all sorts of ways of using fabric that's already there and I think when you're using fabric and garments like that I think it, it adds to the creativity and individuality of clothes so it, it gets the thought process going somehow you feel freer to experiment and things don't have to be perfect I'm an imperfectionist anyway this is why this suits me so well if there's a little if something doesn't join up well you can do a patch over it or whatever there's I just think it's more freeing using using this sort of fabric 
as you said, it's fabric or clothing that already exists, either yours or someone else's. Yeah. And so it's already had a life. Yes, that's right. Yes. When we use fabric, when we make our own clothes, those garments have a story because you remember making them and little things that went wrong. But when you're using fabric or clothes that already has a life, it adds just adds even more to the story of the garment and, and makes them more individual and more special, I, I think. Yeah, it gives them a second go, a second life. Yeah. I remember when my, my children were young, very young, making a pair of joggers for my daughter out of my husband's old sweatshirt, the black sweatshirt. And I think at the time, it was probably quite hard to get. Oh, well, I found it hard to get that sort of fabric good quality sweatshirt type fabric and they were black so you know for a little girl at the time it probably wasn't there weren't a lot of garments like that around and I had a red knitted cardigan that somebody had made for her and I bought some of the little black bows that you get in you know you can get them in haberdashery so it's already made up and I put the black bows sewed those over the cardigan and had these black joggers made from her dad's sweatshirt and it was just a really lovely really lovely outfit that you know people say oh you know, where did you buy that? And uh, I think I'd already in the past made remade things, but that was, I really remember that as being, this is great being able to use old garments to, to make something new. Yeah. So that's an early piece of remaking that, that I did reusing. It wasn't necessarily that you gave a garment, a new life for the owner, but you gave a new life of that garment to someone else in the family. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. It was really it was really nice to have that story behind it. Yeah. I think one of the easiest ones that I can think of that I might attempt is a sarong. Oh, yeah. So using sarong fabric into something else for summer. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a, what a top or something. Yeah. Yeah, because you've probably got quite a few of those hanging around. I, I don't because not really in my, my wardrobe, but uh, because <laughs> in, in Scotland I don't wear sarongs very often. <laughs> this is true yeah the other thing actually we're expanding this challenge it doesn't have to be a garment it can be an accessory so a hat or a bag because you know some people are well into doing this already and some people haven't haven't tried it yet perhaps they're fairly new to sewing and they you know they're used to following a pattern that's how they're learning and perhaps it might feel a bit you know, a bit scary trying trying something new like this mm. But a bag, you could start off with a bag or a hat using scraps of your own remnants or, or, or whatever. I thought that was quite nice to include that in this challenge, give people more opportunity to, to start somewhere small. Making a bag, there are also free bag patterns available. Yes, yeah. That you could print off at home because, again, they're small pieces. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's right, yes. Printing off patterns isn't my favourite thing. It's, and sticking them all together, I really don't like it. <laughs> this challenge is about what you already have or what someone has. The aim is to make something else so it doesn't necessarily have to be clothes. It could be anything. We're not doing sort of soft furnishings, particularly cushions. Oh, I don't see why not really, but uh, <laughs> no, sticking <laughs> bags and hats and no. I can't think. Can you think of any other things, Maria? Well, bags and hats are things that you can wear yes yeah yes that's right furnishings maybe not so no no there are a lot of creative people in the sober 50 community so I'm sure that there'll be a lot of examples that you and I haven't even thought about that's right and that's uh, you know things up 
to keep an eye on the hashtag, our hashtag, so 50 sustainable sewing for ideas. And also there's lots of other hashtags out there already, just sustainable sewing. I've got a list of them that are going out in the, one of the first posts about the challenge. So the, looking at those hashtags gives you, can give you ideas of where to start, you know, just to get the creative juices going. Obviously on So Over 50 hashtag already, there's lots, there's lots of these sort of sewing, but we haven't had a specific hashtag before. So it's, it's hard to find them. And now ongoing, people can use that hashtag in the future when they're making something that would fit under that hashtag. So it, it keeps the ideas going. And the other thing also is, you know, zero waste patterns as well. You might, people might want to, if you've got a piece of fabric, you know, rather than scraps, you could try out one of the zero waste patterns that are out there. We have a few of those as prizes that have been donated by sponsors. They're already out there if people want to use them. Liz Haywood, who's Australian, isn't she? She, what she's donated patterns. And Lauren Elba Textiles. Oh, good. And Scandinavian Birgitta, she's donated patterns as well. And then there's Chris Wood. Yes. She's donated a couple of patterns and her patterns and they are zero waste sewing you don't need a pattern you just it's measurements it's all done from measurements and drawing out squares of oblongs and cutting slits and things and so that's another way of getting started if you've got a piece of fabric sitting there it doesn't have to be a zero waste pattern but it, it sort of fits in the theme if you want to have it give that a go that's already got me thinking and then the other thing is that mm. the fabric that you use or the textile that you use can be changed as well couldn't it yes yeah you know and I've made things well this top I'm wearing at the moment I've I made trousers the bob pants out of this it's a a linen and I'd got a piece left I thought I'd make a top I hadn't got enough to make a whole top but I'd also made a a blue linen coat for the summer and so and I'd got lots of little bits left cutting out both of them so the front of this top is one plain piece of the fabric that matches the trousers, but the back is made up of lots of little squares and oblongs of the two fabrics, which I, I just laid out on the pattern piece and overlapped them and then slowly stitched them together with, I overlapped them, I think, stitched them together. Uh, it was a bit of a fiddle. They don't quite meet in some places. I put a patch over the top. So the front looks, you know, the, the outfit is completely the same. But when you look at the back, my back is, the back is made out of lots of different squares of two different fabric. And I really like it. You know, I really love it because it's, at the end, there was very, very little left of either of the fabrics, just a few little scraps. So it was a great way to just use up those remnants. You can create your own fabric out of your scraps and remnants. You can create a square or an oblong and then use that to put the pattern piece on. I think I'm going to do a post on my own account of some of the garments I've made in the past that would fit into this challenge, just as, a, as ideas. I wanted to also mention some of the things that got me thinking about all this, you know, a few years ago again, about fabric production and the fashion industry. And I saw a figure the other day that 10% of the world's greenhouse gases come from the fashion industry making clothes, making the fabric, growing the fabric, whatever, whatever the process is of making the fabric and making the clothes and then transporting it all over the world. So my interest in all that, a few years ago, I was listening to a podcast, Wardrobe Crisis. 
she's Australian Vogue, Australia's sustainable editor. And she does the podcast Wardrobe Crisis, where she interviews people from the fashion industry about lots of aspects of sustainability. And, and from that, I read the book Cradle to Cradle, remaking the way we make things. And that gave me a, it was just about the circularity of fabric and that's what made me start thinking about re you know reusing making sure I didn't create too much waste and buy too much new too much new fabric that was a thing about using what we already have that's where the idea of the challenge sort of came from long ago of using using what we have rather than putting things into waste you know that book was really I thought it was a really interesting concept so you were listening to wardrobe crisis with Claire Press that's who that's right yeah and Claire Press was the first Vogue sustainability editor. Yeah, I would recommend, you know, her, the podcast is, she has such, you know, really interesting people in, involved in fashion industry, at all stages of the fashion industry, and uh, just with lots of ideas and thoughts. And, and uh, There's 144 episodes to choose from. Yeah. I don't think I've listened to it for the past year. I think somehow it slipped off the radar. I'm listening to other podcasts like, so organized style and <laughs> and uh yeah one or two others so I've that one had slipped up off my list so I'll, I'll have to do a little catch-up I think I think I will too yeah because I noticed I just noticed when I looked just now that the most recent episode is Lynn Slater the accidental icon she's an older blogger she doesn't I don't think she sews she's done an episode with her about about being old and fashion so I thought oh I must listen to that one so it's back on my list yeah good idea you've talked about what this challenge is about and you've also let us know about some of the sponsors who are donating patterns which is really generous of them to do there's a few more sponsors I hope I remember them all here but so we've got the patterns Wendy Ward is and her publisher are donating her latest book how to sew sustainably which again has lots of ideas there's that prize and Amy from Craft and Thrift, she's based in Edinburgh here. So she has an online shop where she sells repurposed fabric, fabric that she's found in jumble sales that people have donated, you know, somebody's stash from that they just dug up from somewhere. Anyway, she sells this fabric online. And when she gets the fabric, she assesses it to because she, she doesn't know that, you know, what, what it's made of. She does the burn test and all that to find as much information out as she can and puts that online. So she's donating a voucher plus wow. a kit. She does kits for sewing undies, knickers, whatever you call them, a little a kit with some recycled fabric and the pattern. So she's donating one of those as well. And a pattern maker, a fairly new, I think, pattern maker, again from Edinburgh, just I've uh, come across them. She's called Greyfriars and Grace, and she's donated some of her patterns. Now, her patterns are quite different because they, the pattern's based on using garments, so shirts, men's shirts. She's got a few patterns of how to adapt a men's shirt to make it into something with quite a wow factor. There's frills around the neck and there's diff various different things. I would say that's for, for people starting out and who just don't quite know where to start, you know, uh, with using a a garment that already exists to feel a bit you know just unsure of what of how, what steps to take her patterns help that process and I think they're probably aimed more at people who don't sew from scratch who don't know how to follow a pattern but just want to remake something and hopefully that will get them into sewing 
a few of her patterns have been shortlisted for some for the sewing awards. She's got three patterns. I think she's fairly new, and she's got three patterns uh, shortlisted. So, that, so she's very kind of donated ten patterns that will be prizes, and that's quite generous of her. Yeah, very, very. Salvage and bolts. She sells dead stock fabric, and she's donated a prize, a voucher prize. Maybe there'll be more. You know, some people perhaps will be coming forward. Uh, so there may be more to add to the list, but at the moment, I think I've covered all of them. I hope I have. And, and I think that's what happens is once the challenge starts, other people who feel very strongly about sustainability, sewing sustainability, yeah. that they'll contact you and say, hey, can we support you somehow? Yeah, that would be great because, we, yeah, we've tried to keep the prizes and the sponsors relevant to the to the challenge. And, you know, I also wanted to add that I still buy new fabric you know it's not about saying you can't ever buy new fabric it's just about getting you know getting some ideas of using some of the of the older fabrics that you've got fabrics that are in the system I went through a period of buying lots and lots of fabric when I first started sewing again and had quite a big stash and buying fabrics that actually weren't me you know I'd see these beautiful pattern fabrics took me a while to realize that that's not what I wear I love I can really admire them so I had a lot quite a lot of fabric that I wasn't using yeah. and I I took them to fabric swaps and a few de-stashes but I do still buy a new fabric but I'm much more choosy now and, and think more about what it's going to be I try to just buy with a project in mind and not you know and one that I'm going to make soon rather than in the future I mean it doesn't always happen so everybody's got different approaches and we still want to see what people make with fresh fabric but it's just something to think about and to experiment and to have, have fun with it, with this. And Jen Hogg, a guest editor, her first guest editor post is about using stash, your stash or somebody else's stash fabric. So that's a, a one way of passing your fabric on to somebody who is going to use it. If you, you know, if you think you'll use it in three years time, then keep it. And I've got fabric here that I probably won't make for a while, but it's just sometimes you just get an idea and I've got some fabric there in the cupboard to use so yeah so the aim is to use what you've got and enjoy the creative process yeah definitely and you might find you really enjoy that and you know use that alongside your other sewing and we have a few guest editors lined up we have Sue Stoney is doing the guest editor post Jen is doing three guest editor posts we have Morris sews Trisha who's going to do one. She's very big on using what you have. She is. She's amazing, yeah. yeah. And Irene Lundell, she's going to do one. In the past, she's used tablecloth. And that's the other thing, yes, you, tablecloths are great things. Tablecloths and napkins are, are great things to use for this project. Some great linens and embroidered fabrics out there that, that are great for this. I think I've got a few more semi-lined up, so we will post about those so if there are listeners out there who would love to share. That would be great, yeah. Please get in touch if you have an idea of something you'd like to do a guest editor on this topic or any topics, actually. You know, we're always looking for people. It's just great having different voices on the account. They bring something different, bring their own voice. So, yeah, please get in touch by direct message if you've got an idea. Actually, Sandy said that she's wondering whether we ought to extend it longer than a month because there just seems so many ideas out there. So we'll see how it goes and 
maybe extend it. But anyway, the hashtag continues afterwards, after the challenge anyway. I think the fact that once you set up a hashtag, even when challenges end, people, you know, if they've had an idea, they'll always use the hashtag. Yes, they will. And this is also to store up ideas for yourself in the future as well. Once you start working on things like this, you, yeah, little ideas come out nowhere and hopefully people will enjoy it and continue. Angie Hinksman. Oh, yes. Yeah. Of course, hers was made from the duvet cover. Yes, that's right. Duvet cover, duvet covers and sheets. Yeah, duvet covers, sheets, tablecloths. All these things are great. They're large pieces of fabric. There's lots of them in charity shops and probably lots of them in your own linen cupboards. Yes, hers was that with the um, strips of fabric and the, you know, on the cut and the bias. Just incredible, wasn't it? I would like to have a go at that sometime. You know, since she made the first dress and she came on the podcast for Server 50, yes. she's now made the second one. Yeah, it, I, yeah, I saw that. It looks, it looks fa- fabulous. Yeah. So, what, what you're thinking of perhaps making something, Maria, for the challenge? I am. My idea is I bought some coffee bean bags. Yeah, yeah. Ah. And the aim was to repurpose them. Mm. So, would that be something that I could do for this challenge? Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. That sounds great. That sounds very good. I had not thought about those. My plan, I don't think I'll finish this, um, but I've got a, well, I've got a few things on the go, but I've got a, a linen tablecloth that I bought in France a few years ago on a market. And I think it's actually, it might be an altar cloth. I don't know because it's very narrow. It's 90 centimetres wide, but a bit of a hem and a bit of frogging or something at the bottom along one length. So I think it was used sort of around the edge of a table or something. I think there's three metres of it. I've also got some small pieces of fabric that a friend who's Red, Red Ruby Rose, she's, she's not in the So Over 50 group, but she makes bags and she, she makes and sells bags. And mostly they're printed from photographs that she takes. Right. But she's been experimenting this year with natural dyeing different plants each month and different fabrics. And she sent me a, a little pile of some of the fabrics she's done. So the yellows, mostly yellows and a few blues, I think, and on different fabrics, silk oil, silk linen, and then she's used different fixes. So each fabric has what plant was used and what the fabric is and what the stabilizer was. So my plan is to use these pieces as sort of patches on my fabric. I'm going to make a coat summer coat and use these fabrics on them and embroider the outline of the plant on it and perhaps the words of what the plant is and what the fabric is over them attaching them to the garment fabric that's my plan but I think that's going to take a long time I don't think I'll be finished by the end of August probably be ready for next summer so that way I mean you've already given us one example that is going to fall into the sew 50 sustainable sewing hashtag after the challenge after the month of august so that's right yeah people shouldn't feel that they have to get it done by the end of the month no no and also i was going to mention there's obviously lots of other challenges have been going on and are going on always that sort of fit into this so july's magam so long was jumble july and when i saw that i thought oh damn we that's what we're doing next month but <laughs> it doesn't matter because it, you know some people may not finish their garment that they they plan to make this month and that's got people's ideas going and then pink mimosa yes you could she's got this one going on that's about using 30 yards 30 yards of your your stash 
and I'm sure there's others. So there's others that fit in. It's all that will fit in with the same challenge. And people like to try and get lots of challenges in one post. Don't they want lots of hashtags covering the one garment that they're making? I'm sure there's lots of other challenges that will fit into this theme. So listeners, make sure that if you're doing one challenge that could fit into this, use all the hashtags. Just use them all. Yeah, use all the hashtags. Yeah, use them all. In the post you do for this hashtag, use the Sew50 sustainable sewing hashtag, but also Sew Over 50 hashtag as well, because we we will be checking the new hashtag, obviously, all the time. But we, we like things under Sew Over 50 as well, just so that everything's under the one hashtag. That's good to remind listeners about to use. If you're going to use hashtag Sew50 sustainable sewing, also use hashtag Sew Over 50 so that we can definitely find you. Yeah, that's right. And that's the same with all the hashtags. If you use Sew50 Reworn or you know Sew50 Tops, use Sew Over 50 as well. That's how we find you. Thanks so much, Judith, for taking the time to discuss hashtag Sew50 Sustainable Sewing with us today. Thank you very much, Maria. Thank you again so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of Sew Organised Old Podcast for Sew Over 50 was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Judith Staley, soundbybensound.com. You can subscribe to Sew Organised Old Podcast, spelt with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps and give us a five-star rating and review. You can also support us on our Patreon account. Make sure you listen to our previous free Sew Over 50 podcasts and hear from great people from the Sew Over 50 community. All Sew Organised Style podcasts are free to keep you company and make you smile. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast website at seworganisedstyle.com or on our Instagram account, Sew Organised Style, or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.